1: I just play Doctor Online. Well, October has come to an end. But, hey, I still have that cough that was uh, nagging me since uh, the first week of October when I got sick (laughs) with a cold. I still have it. It's not as bad as it was last week. Last week my throat kept drying up and, and I would be... Uh, start a coughing hack and when i recorded my show last week i did warn you guys that it was going to be a little uh, a bit of a problem and i did cough at least once on the show which i apologize for but i don't have a cough button on here and i don't edit so you know there it's it's on the show it's on the show anyway uh the voice is better and the cough is much less uh insistent than it had been well i tell you it, it, uh, sometimes, you know, my wife was uh, you know, just that close to divorce. Would you stop coughing? <laughs> Throwing me out of the house? No, no. she, No divorce. But, I mean, you know, she just, it was annoying her. I could tell. I said, hey, what do you think it's doing to me? But, uh, nevertheless, October has come to an end, which means Halloween is over. And all I got was uh, uh, 121 trick-or-treaters to the house. Uh, that number is give or take a couple. I, I, I may have miscounted a, a time or two because sometimes they would come in groups. So you get nine or 10 or seven or whatever. Get, you know, get a group and it could throw you off. Which was But though, I mean, you know, it was an up year from last year. Last year, I think it was in the, uh, we got 80 or something uh around 80 kids that came through and uh, uh that was uh that was seemed a little off and uh, it was last year it was it was cold and it was drizzly so it was damp and dank and just bleh, clammy and yeah you know so I suppose some kids decided not to go out uh, now when I was a kid that wouldn't have stopped me no, I had to, oh, gotta, gotta go get candy. Gotta get, gotta get candy. <laughs> but yeah, things change. Anyway, this year it was uh, it was nice and dry. No rain. Nice crisp leaves out there. Um, cool night though, but but dry. And we got a lot of cute kids. There was one kid that came in the. Uh, uh, I think it was a homemade dragon costume. I thought it was pretty cool. And uh, one one young fella came up and uh, instead of saying trick or treat, he said he yelled out, "Smell my feet!" <laughs> I him, "Smell your feet!" I, I know it's trick or treat, smell my feet, but he forgot the trick or treat part. Uh, and there was a dad. I assume it was a dad that was escorting his his group, and uh, he was wearing a gorilla suit—not the uh, the hair kind. Of, it's it's like a, a it was unusual. It's like this plastic. Uh, that you could inflate costume that was around him, and it just I just looked looked really cool. And uh, then there was this, this other kid who was dressed up. He had sort of a black suit on, black clothes, but he, over his face it, he had a, a white scarf. And I thought I knew what he was going for, and I but I said, "Who are you? <laughs> what are you supposed to be, or what are you? Is it, and uh, his sister or?" friend turned and said he's slender man i said oh that's what i thought he might be so i thought that was pretty cool uh there were some some of the older kids showed up later and then they were fine just give them candy and 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 back away slowly uh to say that nice to see you here's some candy have fun don't cause mischief and don't steal any candy from the younger kids because that's that's the thing that you're always worried about when you were a kid i was talking with the mailman uh postal guy the letter carrier at the office, uh, the guy that comes in, and he's he grew up in the same neighborhood I did, um, not all that far from lived, not all that far from where I lived. He's just, he's a couple years older than I am, but he, uh, we were talking about stuff, and and uh, he said that uh, when the, when he was a kid, it was always the you know get home round round-eight-ish. because after eight's so when the bigger kids came out, and you would always hear the stories about uh, the bigger kid that would grab the other kids candy so and they would they would get home to be safe and so yeah so 121 not bad not a bad haul uh i'm glad that uh, actually i decided to stop and pick up a couple more bags of candy before that night took place because uh uh we like to have candy left over uh, it's for us and we didn't have that much left over. It was it, was, it started getting down there, but uh, so I the kids started showing up, or at least I was ready for the kids just before six o'clock, and I shut on, I shut down by about I don't know, twenty to nine or quarter to nine, because it seemed like it got pretty dead, and uh, yeah, so it was a good Halloween. I enjoyed it. I'm the candy giver in the family. Not that uh, the other members of the family don't like the idea of giving out candy. It's just that they don't want to do it. It's just not Amy's thing, and you know I don't know why, but I would think that she would enjoy the cute costumes, and she does when she sees them. But uh, uh, Hayden, well, he's a teenager, so yeah. What are you gonna do? So Halloween's over, October's over, and you know what else? That I mean? it was over. Well, baseball's over. Ugh. No more baseball. The World Series ended. There'll be no more baseball, at least regular season baseball, until April. Sure, the pitchers and, cl- and catchers will will meet, I think, in February, and then the spring training s- starts in March. But the actual games don't get going until April, and that's gonna be a long five or six months. And if you will indulge me, I'm going to uh, I'm gonna take a moment of silence for the the passing of the baseball season 2018. Thank you. Now, what I should have done while I was doing that moment of silence, I should have leaned back from the microphone, got, got way back from the microphone and done a cough. You, know, you ever notice that? It seems like, it, I'm, I'm sure it doesn't happen every time, but it sure seems like it happens a lot. When there's a moment of silence in any, anything, anything that it is, you're at a ballpark, you're at a football stadium, you're, you're in a school, you're in a church, you're somewhere, then you do a moment of silence and i you know, i think in, in in sporting events when they do a moment of silence it's, it's like 10 seconds maybe five, well it's 5 to 10 seconds 5 to 10 seconds it's somewhere in there the the little moment of silence i took just then that was about 3 seconds it's pretty long seems pretty it's 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 strange though but when you sit for quietly for 3 seconds it does seem like it's well that's kind of a long time when when you when you're focusing on it but so for 5 to 10 seconds in these sporting events when they do that I mean, you get to three seconds and, or beyond, the chances of somebody coughing becomes almost 100%. It's that somebody's going to cough. And it's yeah, I don't know what it is. I mean, it's just probably a few things. The person really did have to cough and just couldn't help it. Or the person is doing a, look at me, everybody. I'm here. I exist. I made a cough. Yeah, it's so they can say later, did you hear that cough during the uh, moment of silence? At the, yeah, I did. That was me. That was me. I, they might do that, or there might be other reasons. I don't know. Um, in fact, there's, there was a, uh, a uh, British sitcom that came out in the 1970s. It was rather popular in the U.K., and uh, it, uh, it showed on PBS here I don't know, shortly after it was done on the, on the TV in the U.K. and In the U.K., the show was called uh, The Good Life. And here in the states, they changed the name to Good Neighbors because there was already some show on TV at that time called The Good Life, so they didn't want to confuse the two. And what The uh, Good Neighbors or The Good Life was about is uh, it's a, it's a married couple that uh, uh, the husband is he just turns 40, and he's he's feeling as though life is just not working right for him. It's it's. Uh, you, you get a job to make money to buy things which you use up, which means you have to go back to work to get more money to buy more things and it's just the daily routine. And he he has an epiphany. Uh late in the night of his on his birthday, his fortieth birthday, and he, he realizes what he wants to do. He wants to be working at the, the at life itself. He doesn't he doesn't want to do this job, a job, a job, a job, because he was going through this with his wife. You know, what do I want? Do I, I don't want to keep working for this company that he's working at. And I, uh, But then he realized he didn't really want a job at all, and, and, he, and then it came to him, what he wants to do. So what he does, he and his wife, she goes along with it, says, okay, we'll give it a try. He quits his job. They, they, they use their savings to shore them up. They create a little farm on their suburban... Property, you know, they they ho- they have a house with a uh, s- uh, a small front yard, but a very big backyard, or as they call them, gardens, back garden. And he and they just turn it into a little farm. They get a goat, they get some pigs, they get chickens, and and they start to be, be try to become as self-sufficient as possible, and not do you know, not need money as much as they can possibly not need money. And it's, it's, it's a series that went for, I think, four years, but it, it, the story of the series covers two years in their lives. So when the last episode comes along, he's turned 42, and they do sort of a, you know, what have they achieved, that kind of a thing. And it's a really good series. Uh, the lead guy, it's, it's, it, the, car- the couple is uh, Tom and Barbara Good, and the lead guy uh, is played by Richard Briers. And, uh, and Barbara's played by Felicity Kendall, and she's kind of cute. And uh, Tom, uh, well, Tom Good is a bit of an asshole. <laughs> there are moments there where he's not, he's, he's a bit, you know, he's a bit of an asshole. But still, he's an enjoyable character. It's a great series. It's great. Now, why do I talk about it? Because there's an episode... That uh no- normally when the episode ends they they you know they have the final line, the final whatever, the final shot, and there's and then they they cut to the end titles and sometimes the the camera stays on whatever it, they you know uh, there's a there's an episode worth a pig sleeping in a uh, in a little oxygen tent that Tom put together for it. I won't go through the whole story, but that's what, and they show that through the end of the credits. But most of the time, they go to just like a blue screen with the, you know, the titles coming up. And there's usually just a little bit of a pause between the, the last line and laugh, if there's a last laugh, and the titles and the, and the end theme music. And there's this one episode in particular, the two of them are going to bed or whatever. They 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 you know the wife leaves the kitchen and then he and he kind of lingers around, he turns off the lights and he leaves the kitchen and there's a there's a there's a pause that must last close to 3 seconds before the end theme music comes up and what happens? Somebody coughs. And just as soon as they cough, up comes the music and they go to the water. It's like they said, ooh, empty space, no sound, I'm going to cough, and then I could say, that's me, I think. That's what I'm thinking. Uh, I'm thinking the worst of the person. Other than maybe they really did just have to cough and that's just how it worked out. But anyway, so with a moment of silence for baseball being gone, um, the World Series came to an end last week. One of the distractions that I had while I was doing the show was that uh, the World Series game, uh, World Series game f- f- uh, three, was on. That was the first of the games three games that would take place in Los Angeles. Now, the World Series was the Los Angeles Dodgers playing the Boston Red Sox, and the the Dodgers were down two games to none. Uh, the first two games took place in Boston, and it, it was going to be a challenge for the Dodgers. Well, this game, uh, game three, was quite a game, and I'll talk more about it when I get back from my first break, which I'm going to take right now, you're listening to Dimland Radio on the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim, Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. Let me check my scheduling here. Well, I might be taking the break a little early, but what the hell? Uh, I'll be back to talk more about the game and stuff. Uh, so sit tight and uh, enjoy this, this this quick break. I'm your host, Jim, Dr. Dim. Simmons. I'll be back. I don't know if I said that. That's why I said it again. I, I, I don't know. It's, I kept getting thrown off when I realized i going to break early. But hey, I'm still talking. I should shut up because this music's going to end. Um, I'll be back. You're listening to Z Talk Radio, the number one choice for music, sports, news, and talk radio. So keep that dial locked to ztalkradio.com. On the go and missing another one of your favorite Z Talk shows? Now you don't have to. Simply go to the Google Play Store on your Android phone and download the Z Talk Radio app. The best part is, it's absolutely free. That's Z Talk Radio. Only found in your Google Play Store on your Android phone. Download it today.
0: More listening to Z Talk Radio's red-headed stepchild. It's Dr. Dim on Dim Land Radio on the Z Talk Radio Network. Influenza season is upon us, and it can be a killer. But it's not too late to vaccinate. Usually, most cases of influenza in Minnesota don't even occur until January or February, and the season lasts all the way through April. Get a flu shot now, and you'll protect not only yourself, but those around you. See your doctor or visit mdhflu.com to find a flu clinic near you.
1: This message from the Minnesota Department of Health.
0: You're listening to Z-Talk Radio Network.
1: On uh, Z Talk Radio. This is Dimland Radio on the Z Talk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. A little discombobulated there. I am your host, Jim, Dr. Dimfitzim. Sorry, I uh, went to break a little early, early there and it probably threw me off a little. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Who knows? You know, I was just talking to my wife uh, just prior to the show and uh, I have to uh, probably uh, uh, change the software that I use uh, to do this show. Uh, because, but well, just for reasons, uh, there's there's a reason that I don't have to go into it. But I should, I'll be having to change it probably, you know, before the end of the year, and hopefully it'll all work pretty much the same way as it has been working. Because uh, I don't want to learn something new. <laughs> it's like I just I know how to do this. See, I have a friend who does a podcast, uh, and the way he does it, uh, he'll record it. He'll have us, he'll have me on there with the rest of the guys in the Gooch Squad. It's the uh, assault of the two-headed space meals. He'll have me uh, and the rest of the guys on. And then he'll put it all together. He'll edit and do all that. And he does it in GarageBand. And then he'll drop in the little musical things that he wants and his theme song and his opening and closing. And he'll edit it all together. And and that's a hell of a lot of work. (laughs) And I told Amy, what I want to do is I want to do it like... Like, this is an actual radio show. It's part of the reason why I call it Dimland Radio. Uh, because it's like a radio show. An actual talk radio program where the host goes into a studio, sits down, and at the allotted time, goes on the air, talks for an hour, two hours, three hours, whatever it is. And I don't know how somebody does a three-hour show. <laughs> Every day? I don't know how they do it. I don't. I really don't. But uh, anyway, so they sit down and they do it. And when they're done, they're done. There's no editing, there's no you know, there's no dropping in songs or anything. It's all done in one. So when I record my show, I sit down, I go for an hour, thereabouts, usually a little more, and I'm done. And then I just post, I post it onto the uh, Ztalk site and I get it prepared to put up on the the, the pod beans so that it goes out as a, as a podcast. So that's what I do. It's easy. It's a lot easier than doing all the other stuff. And when you work three jobs, it's hard to find the time. So, Just giving you a little behind the scenes. So, and I am kind of lazy. What can I say? So the World Series came to an end. It went five games. It was not the best World Series. It was not bad. It was not without points of interest. And the main point of interest of this particular World Series was Game 3 which was the game that uh, was the first of the three games that would take place in Los Angeles. And it was a really tight, close game. Uh, It went into extra innings. Uh, A few extra innings. In fact, it went 18 innings. Now, a normal ball game is nine innings. Uh, This was double that. This was a double header All in one game. They actually, in the 14th inning, you know how in the 7th inning, they get up and do the 7th inning stretch. Everybody gets up and they sing, take me out to the Ball Game." You don't come to think of it. Huh. This is pretty cool. Maybe we've gotten past it. Maybe I complained enough and somebody heard me. Because they weren't doing the 7th inning God Bless America song. Huh. I just realized that. I watched the whole thing. You see, you see, in the, in the wake of 9-11, and because it happened in New York, and because New York was doing this already, I think, they had some guy that's a cop or something on, in the NYPD, and he would come out and he'd sing God Bless America. I think it was a New York thing that they did. And if it didn't happen before 9-11, it happened after 9-11. I'm not sure when it originated, but it did. And because it was in New York... Everybody else had to suffer because of it, you know, because 9/11 happened there. So all of a sudden, every ball game that there was in the in the postseason, or at least in the World Series, they'd have this seventh inning stretch. They'd they they the fans would all get up and saying, "Take me out to the ball game," uh, or well, first they you know, which is what they normally do. That's a tradition that's been in the ball game for for decades. And then this. Thing, this new one was pushing its way in, singing "God Bless America." It was really bugging me. So, what they would do during the World Series is they would have, it's, it's, it, it, instead of going to singing the the "Take Me Out to the Ball Game," the the baseball's national anthem, or baseball's anthem, not national anthem, it's just their anthem. It's not a nation. Baseball's not a nation. Anyway, so instead of going to that, they would go to some guy coming out and singing. God Bless America, or some group, or somebody. And it got... Uh, it really got annoying. And then they cut away to commercial, and they wouldn't show the fans singing Take Me Out to the Ball Game, unless it was the Cubs games. When the Cubs made the World Series back in 2016, I, I do... I think I recall... I might be right on this. I could be wrong. I'm just going off the top of my head here. I didn't plan on talking about this. But uh, they, they... I think they might have stuck around when the games were in Chicago for the take me out to blogging cuz that's a real I don't know. I don't know why it's so special there because well it's because of Harry Carey, the guy that used to call the the games down there. But he's been dead for how long now? Anyway, I just it just occurred to me that there were no there was no God bless America in the World Series this year. All right. All right. Let's get back to the Godless America that we should be we should be Godless. No god. <laughs> Unless you Want to believe in God? Okay, so the so because the game went so long, there's the seventh inning stretch, which means that uh, in the middle between the the top of the inning and the bottom, in the middle there, they, they everybody gets up, stands up, and they sing "Take Me Out to the Ball Game," which of course they didn't show it on the TV, but apparently they did it twice. They did it again in the fourteenth inning. What the hell? Stand on up! Let's do another seventh inning. We just went another seven innings. There was two ball games in one game. It's just the duration there was. It went seven hours and twenty minutes. Good God! It just got to be. Please, somebody win this game. <laughs> and they eventually did. And uh, and uh, yeah. And it it's, so it's notable for that. The next game, well, the Dodgers had their chances to win a couple of these games that took place, but. In the later, because their their starting pitchers would do a decent job, but then later on the relievers would would just get give it up and get you know let a bunch of runs come through, and you know it's and it was going to be hard to beat the Boston Red Sox because for Pete's sake they were the best team in the league this past season they won 108 games it was going to be tough to beat them so they win it in five congratulations to the Boston Red Sox who have won yet another World Series I was. I was really pulling for the for the Dodgers. Uh, they haven't won a World Series since 1988. You know, let's it'd be nice if they'd win one. It'd be nice. And my friend's out there in California, and he and I were chatting with each other throughout the game, and I was pulling for the Dodgers for his sake because he he's a fan of the Dodgers. And it's it just would have been nice. It just it it really would have just been nice. But. Well, it wasn't in the cards. Uh, So, you know, it was... But I enjoyed it. Uh, And I will say this. um, Mary Hart never did get mentioned by Joe Buck. At least not that I was aware of. I didn't hear him say her name. She's right there behind home plate. She's right there. Why don't you mention her? (laughs) uh, But he didn't. Joe Buck never once said that Mary Hart was at the games. Even though there was an article... Online written about her because she was making fun of one of the uh, one of the pitchers, the the relief pitcher for the the closer for the Red Sox. It's, God, I can't remember his name. Is it Kendall or something? Campbell? Kemp? I what? He comes out and you know, it, this here's something. You know. If for some reason, baseball—the players have all, almost, almost unanimously ad- adopted the idea of we should all have beards. <laughs> we should, and we should, and not just you know, not just a beard like I've got, you know, which is which I keep it fairly trim. Uh, no, big beards. We should have those. And it's just you look at them and say, oh, that guy's got a beard. That guy's got a beard. That guy's got a beard. There's seldom any play it's players with you know without a beard in, in baseball but that's one thing I'll say for the hated Yankees. no beards I don't believe I'm pretty sure they don't I think they might allow mustaches. I think Reggie Jackson had one when he was playing for the Yankees I think maybe he didn't because uh, for some reason they, they no long hair and no beards on the Yankees. Now that might change at some point but that's that's been sort of a tradition with them to uh, uh, have their players look like that. Because when Johnny Damon, who had played for the Boston Red Sox, and he had the long hair, he looked like a caveman. Sorry, but he did. (laughs) But he had the long hair, and he went to play for the Yankees. That long hair was cut. He had the short hair. So that's one thing to say for the hated Yankees. And another thing to say for the hated Yankees, they didn't win the World Series this year. (laughs) But see, the thing about the Red Sox is, They hadn't won a World Series in 86 years. You know, they traded Babe Ruth, and they didn't win a World Series after that. They won the one with them, and then they traded them to the hated Yankees, and then for the next 86 years, they didn't win a World Series. And they got close, and it was just the heartache stuff. It was just, it's not like the Cubs, who were the lovable losers that rarely got close. They just always just kind of just lost. They just it it was never like they might have had a chance or two in 108 years, but they just didn't seem like they were ever gonna get back to the world series let alone win one but the red sox boy that's a special kind of pain too because it's just getting close and just not having it happen and somehow watching it go away when you should have should have could have won that game and could have won that world series um they're sort of the vikings the minnesota vikings are sort of the uh, the boston red sox or at least pre-2004 boston red sox of the national football league because uh you know, they just they get close but then they somehow they blow it and they just never win the big game they just uh, they've been to four Super Bowls never won any of them I tell you So the Red Sox didn't win a World Series in 86 years. they break that in 2004 and now since then in the last 14 years they've won four of them for Pete's sake Ugh, let somebody else win. I almost started calling I thought I'd start calling them the new hated Yankees. But I really don't hate the Boston Red Sox. It's just let somebody else win. But speaking of baseball, you know I have this strange obsession with the people who sit behind home plate. I really, I do. It's uh, I, I I realize it's uh, uh it it might be weird, but that's the thing about baseball. Most of the parks, you can see the people sitting behind home plate in most of the parks. There's a couple few where you can't, and those are good because that way I'm not distracted by the people back there. There's You get the you get the person that's on their phone waving to somebody watching on TV. Can you see me? I'm the one waving. I'm the one on the phone waving. Can you see me? I'm still waving. I've been waving to you for the last three innings. Can you see me? Or it's like they're calling everybody on their phone list so they say, are you watching the game? Look, I'm sitting behind home plate. Can you see me? I'm waving. Oh, I hate that person. Not... You know, personally, hate them, but I mean, it's I hate that attitude or that that behavior. It's just oh, so distracting. Then there's the, the I I was watching one game, and there was there was a woman that just was not paying attention to, 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 to virtually any of the pitches that were happening. She just she's looking around here this way this way that way whatever, and, and it's like you're sitting behind home plate. Those are expensive seats. Can't you at least watch some of the game? But, you know, but no, no. And in that same game, if you... And she's behind the plate over toward the uh, first base side. If you go over to, toward the third base side behind home plate, there's an old fella. There was an old dude sitting there. And he's watching every pitch. He had his eagle eye on it. And that old fella was Nolan Ryan, who was the... Uh, 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 he was a, He's a Hall of Fame pitcher. And he's there to watch the game. He's paying attention. Well, I noticed... A couple of other people behind the plate, sitting behind home plate. Um, there was uh, it was. I started noticing them during the National League Division Series between uh, the Los Angeles Angels and the Milwaukee Brewers, and they they and so it was two people, a man and a woman. The uh, woman um, was. Uh, uh hard to miss because uh, she would uh, well let's just say I took to calling her cleavage lady <laughs> every game she was at there she was sitting back there and she had quite the cleavage showing and it's just it was very distracting uh, seated next to her at every one of the games I think at least every one of the games in Milwaukee, but maybe even she even went to the ones in Los Angeles. I think she was at those too, but certainly the guy was. The guy is, uh, he was wearing um, the bright orange uh, uh, Miami Marlins gear. Uh, the Miami Marlins are a, a, a baseball team, and he, he, uh, he was wearing, you know, the, and their color is orange. So he had an orange uh, visor and an orange jersey. And he sits back there, and he would turn his visor around his head, so it'd come off the side at some one point, come off the side at the other point, you know, the other side, and go off the back or come forward. And he's he's sitting there behind home plate. He was, you know, he, he was there during the World Series too. He was behind the home plate at all the games. But the Cleavage Lady wasn't there because she's a Brewers fan. And I th- I decided to look for these people. Who are these people? Um, now I took to calling the the, the I, you know the gal she was cleavage lady, and the other guy uh, the guy in the Marlin stuff I call him Marlin's man. And I was talking to my friend Michael about it, and I decided to look him up. And uh, the cleavage lady is actually someone known as uh, Front Row Amy. I guess back in about 2007, she started attending the Milwaukee Brewers games. She actually sits in the fourth row, but uh, according to an article I was reading, that the, and the article came out in I think 2012 or 2013. Um, she, you know, calling her fourth row, Amy, didn't seem to work as well so front row Amy and what she does back there and she was doing this during the the games that I was watching and notice her after every pitch she writes it down she writes down what the pitch was a ball or a strike where it was she's and she's keeping score she's doing that in the games and she talks about how she loves doing that she's her name is Amy Williams uh she's uh she's she's a she's a wife and mother uh and she's got three kids uh, a boy and two girls. She's got a husband that uh, she works for his property management company, and this is something she does. She goes out to the games and she sits there and and she, she became a bit somebody who's known <laughs> for for doing that. Uh, she's I think she's about fifty now. And when the article came out, I think she was uh, she was forty three, so she's about fifty. But uh, and and they made some mention in the article about how. Um, you know, the distance she is from the camera probably takes a few years off of her, and, and the fact that she's showing her cleavage um, probably just makes her more interesting to men than she might be if they knew you know, that she's 50 years old, or, well, in her 40s at the time that article was written. Now, the guy, I nailed his nickname. He, he's, he is the, the, he's, that's his nickname, Marlon's Man. And he's been a going concern for, let's see, when did he first come on the scene? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> uh, I don't think I wrote it down. His name is uh, Lawrence Levy, and he's a uh, he's a rich uh, uh, lawyer who is able to uh, attend these games, all sorts of games. He's not just baseball games. He'd be at, uh, you know... Uh, the, you know, he's, he's at uh, Super Bowls and the NBA Finals, uh, the Kentucky Derbies. He just he shows up at these sporting events. He's got his own Wikipedia page. He's uh, 62 years old. He has uh, he's unmarried, no kids. Huh. Unmarried, no kids. Hmm. Um, if you indulge me, uh, uh, I'm going to take a moment of silence. To, uh, consider not being married and having no kids. Thank you. Anyway, so he's able to because he's wealthy, uh, he's able to go to all these games. And and what and what he does then he's got a, he's got a whole bunch of these Marlins outfits. He he Puts him up to charity, and they auction him off, raise money for him. So he's, his heart's in the right place, as far as that goes. He's promoting some stuff there, and, uh, and and I guess you know you get to go to all these things when you are rich and you have no wife and kids. But I'm uh, none of those things, and uh, <laughs> what are you gonna do? So those are two of the characters that uh, I discovered while watching the ball games, sitting behind home plate. They didn't get mentioned either by Joe Buck, so. But uh, wow, Marlins man has his own Wikipedia page. I didn't look to see if Front Row Amy had her own Wikipedia page, but she did get a bit of a following, I guess, on uh, on uh, Facebook and other social media, I guess. But uh, who knew? Things happen. What's going to happen now is I'm going to take my next break. You're listening to Dimland Radio on the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim Doctor Dim Sims. I'll be back. I won't talk about any more baseball. <laughs> uh, I, I can't promise that I won't talk about it until next spring, but I won't talk about any more baseball uh, tonight. So, or on this show, depending on when you're listening to it. So, sit tight. I'll be back, and uh, yeah, I'll, I'll be back, and I, I, I'll talk about something else. Um, I'm your host, Jim Doctor Jim Doctor Simmons. I'll be back. I'll, I promise. I'll be back. Hey, this is Danny Potts from the
0: Kentucky Ghost Chasers, and you're listening to Z Talk Radio. Remember, there's no hugging in the chat room. You're listening to Dimland Radio on Z Talk Radio Network.
1: I'm a paramedic, and it may sound silly, but a lot of people are afraid to call 911 when they're experiencing uncomfortable pressure, fullness, squeezing, or pain in the center of the chest. Instead, people risk permanent damage or death because they're afraid they might get a lecture. To learn more about heart attack warning signs, call the American Heart Association at 1-800-AHA-USA-1. Or visit us on the web at AmericanHeart.org.
0: Mm-hmm. Get him some Z's. Mm-hmm. Get him some, Z's. Mm-hmm. Get him some Z's. Wake up. Listen to Z-Talk Radio. On Z-Talk
1: just when that song gets going, I come back. Sorry. It's a good song. It's uh, it's kind of a new wavy thing that ELO did. It's a song called Here Comes, or Here's the News. Here's the News? Here's the News. That's what it's called. Uh, I think it's kind of cool. It's very very synthy and just none of the uh, the violins, and strings, that kind of stuff in it that that... BLO was really well known for. Whoa, what are you listening to? You're listening to Dimland Radio on the Z Talk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. And I'm your host, Jim, Dr. Dim Simmons. Okay. Um, let's see. What have I got? Oh, yeah. I was going to talk about baseball, right? No, 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 no. <clears throat> you know what's a great movie? Uh, the Shining. Uh, the one that's done by Stanley Kubrick from and released in 1980. Uh, it is... It's really good. Uh, it's one of my favorite... Stanley Kubrick films. Uh, it's one of my... F- it, well, it might be my favorite Stanley Kubrick film, actually. Uh, and, it's one of, and it's one of my favorite... Um, what's his name? Stephen King adaptations. My favorite might be Shawshank Redemption, but uh, Shining is right there. And uh, it's, it's a really creepy, atmospheric movie that um, uh, it, you're not quite certain what exactly is going on. You're not quite. What is this story? Is this is this a haunted hotel? This the Overlook Hotel? Is this thing haunted? Well, I stumbled across something on the Facebook. Uh, it's a two-part video, uh, not Facebook, on the YouTube. There's a two-part video on YouTube that uh, that uh, did I write down the title of them? It's it's it's. Uh, uh, I'll link to everything in the show notes, of course, uh, which you can get to by going to dimland.com and clicking on the blog option. You'll find the show notes and you'll, you'll find these, these video links or, to them. And it's it's about uh, The Shining, that there are no ghosts in the movie, The Shining. In the book, there there are ghosts, but not in the movie. See, this, this fellow has some ideas about what's going on in this movie. He's watched it many times and as you watch a movie more and more, you start to notice certain details, or you start to maybe come up with some ideas about what the director might have been trying to, to put across. Especially when it's a movie that seems, it's not quite as straight out, laid out so nicely for you. You know, um, uh, he, that the fellow that put this video together even, was even saying that there's, you know, the show don't tell. Kind of mentality. Just show it. You don't have to tell it. You don't have to trans. You don't have to beat the people over the head. Just show it. They'll they'll figure it out. And and even if you don't quite figure it out, even if you don't quite figure out what's happening, it's still cool because it's just it's just a really eerie, well done movie. Uh, and the guy made some interesting points. Uh, I'm not going to blow them all for you here, but uh, because I don't remember them all. <laughs> but uh, I, I there's there's that notion that the hotel is not haunted by ghosts, and that what is happening there at least in his his opinion is that it's it's psychic projection it's the psychic ability it's the shine it's the shining you know that is causing all this stuff to happen and one of the interesting things that he said that he that he figures is what's going on in here is that. You know, if you remember the movie, you've probably seen it. If you haven't seen it, boy, you know, stop, pause right now, and go watch The Shining. It's just, it's great. Uh, It's, it's... We know, well, there's the kid in there. It's it's about the Torrens family. There's Jack, Wendy, and Danny. Jack and Wendy are the mom and dad, and Danny's the little boy. And... Jack gets a job as the caretaker for this Overlook Hotel, which is up in the mountains in Colorado, and 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 for you know from the end of October through the, the beginning of April or something like that, the the hotel is shut down, and he's he makes sure that uh, you know repairs anything that might break, keeps the boilers running, just just to, just to maintain it so that the elements don't. Uh, take over and destroy the hotel. Uh, they don't stay open through the winter, even though the skiing might be great. Because to keep the roads open would be very difficult to do. So they just they shut her down. It's a summer summer place. And and it's uh, he. So he takes the job. They move in. And they lived there, and then he slowly starts to go a little nuts. Now Danny has this ability we learned about it at the beginning through the character of Scatman Crothers. Uh, well, he plays the character uh, Mr. Halloran. Um, he he's he, you know, he, we learn about this thing called Shining, which is a, you know, some psychic power, be able to communicate you know, through telepathy and that kind of thing. And to be able to know when things, you know, things look into the future, be able to look into the past, you know, to have these abilities. And so the person that was putting this video together was saying that it isn't just Danny who has the abilities, who has the shine. His dad, Jack, has it as well. And I thought, oh, interesting. Because that would explain... Certain things that happen in there, uh, and and the, and the fellow says that the shine isn't just telepathy. It, you know, it's also you know, precognition, and it's also being able to look into the past, and it's also um, you know telekinesis to be able to move things with your mind. And that explains why this ball rolls up to Danny. Danny does it, or maybe Jack does it to him. I don't know. Uh, it also explains how Jack gets out of the locked cooler or storage room. He gets he gets out of it. Um, it ex- he explains that it's very interesting. I think it's a good point. I think it it I uh, hadn't considered that. There's also um, and my my wife said that other people had pointed it out too. There's this thing about the color red. Danny wears red almost, or, or some something is red on him uh, throughout the entire film. Uh, you know, he's almost always wearing red. But there's a one scene where he's not. But then the guy that was talking about it points out that he's playing on a bit of carpet where he's standing and sitting directly on a piece, a bit of red carpet. There's the restroom in the sequence in which, um, uh, in which uh, Jack is. Uh, with one of the ghosts the ghost of uh, of Grady you know this this butler that's cleaning him up uh and this Grady turns out to be the guy that killed the uh, the his family and himself in the hotel in 1970 or so uh he went crazy he was the caretaker for one year and uh, for one winter and he went nuts and killed himself and all that uh, which, oh, which, uh, which leads to this.
0: And now it's time for a Dimland Radio Pedantic Moment. Yeah, this ought to be good.
1: Okay, well, the reason I bring this up is, okay, it's a couple of things. Early in the movie, there's an interview in which Jack is talking to his boss... And the boss is telling him about this story about this caretaker that they hired went a little crazy, just just a little, and chopped up his family, stacked them in a the room, and then blew his brains out. Uh, and the 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 boss says the guy's name was Charles Grady. Okay, but then later in the movie, when Jack meets this butler guy, and he, they, they, you know, he gets he bumps into him, and he gets all messed up. So they go into the men's room, and the butler is cleaning off Jack, and they're talking. And uh, Jack is you know he's calling him Jeevesy. Hey Jeevesy, you got a name? Yes sir, it's Grady sir, Delbert Grady. And Jack said, like, Delbert Grady, huh? Delbert Grady. Say, weren't you the caretaker here? You know, you chopped up your family, you killed. I don't think I did that, sir. (laughs) Anyway, uh, so there's a little mistake there. But the other thing that really bugs me: uh, Lisa and Louise Burns. They play the daughters of, you know, Grady's daughters that you see in the movie. You see them beckoning to Danny to come play play with them. And then you also see them all chopped up. Uh, right? And everybody calls them twins. Everybody calls them twins. Well, Lisa and Louise, the actors, yes, they are twins. But, in the movie, there, when the boss is telling Jack about the the murders that were done, he says the daughters were ages 8 and 10 that would mean they're not twins. That would be one twin hanging on for a long time. <laughs> and I don't think that would happen. But of course, he got Delbert's name wrong, called him Charles. So, I don't know. I don't, maybe they were twins. Anyway, uh, let's see. It's... There's the color red. The significance of the color red. Danny always wearing it. And then he notes that whenever Wendy is playing with Danny, she's wearing red. And as Jack loses his mind, and see now his this guy's theory is that Jack is actually he wants to be an adult boy. He wants he he wants to be the have the the uh, the privileges of adulthood, but he wants the the responsibilities of being a boy and so as he delves more and more into that he he, he, he up until then you never see him wear wren. Until he gets into that moment, and then he puts on that jacket, which is a dark red. It's a very dark red, but he's wearing red then. So there's there might be something there. It's interesting. The guy makes a few stretches. I think, that's uh, kind of a stretch. Uh, you're trying, you know, maybe you have a point there. But interesting stuff. It makes watching The Shining, the next time I watch it, I'm going to be thinking a little differently of it. Because I never did consider that Jack would have the shine. I never did consider that he would have that. And uh, that was an interesting interesting point. So uh, I'll link to those video things. You can take a look at them and decide for yourself what you think. Do you think Jack has the shine? Do you think this guy has some points on here? Do you think that the, ho- the hotel doesn't have ghosts in it? Yeah, so make some interesting points. So check it out. I'll link to it. Go to the show notes at dimland.com and uh, check on the blog uh, click on the blog option and you'll get to it. Now I've got three cool things they're all sort of interrelated to, of the three things uh... with the ending of October it drew to a close this thing I was doing. I'm not sure if I mentioned it, but I may have uh... Halloween. I, I, I know that there's, a, there's also an inktober that gets done uh, what it is, uh, I hadn't found, I hadn't heard about it until just this past September when a friend of mine that I went to art school with asked me if I was going to participate in Draw Halloween, and I said, "What's that?" And he showed me a list. He says, "You during the month of Halloween, each day you draw something that you know, you have a list of 31 things, and you draw each item, you know, that's set up for that day, and then you put a hashtag Draw on it, and you put it on your on your Facebook page, and there are some." There are some, he says, he, I did find out there was an Inktober. My son knew about it. And he said, well, it's called Inktober, Dad. And I said, well, I guess it's both. I guess they're both things. And there can be a group page. Uh, there is a group page on Facebook that's called Inktober 2018. So you could become part of the group and post on there. And, uh, and which I didn't. But we did this Drawloween thing. And it was me and a couple of the guys from the, 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 the Gooch Squad, which is the, the gang of occasional co-hosts, Uh, which are uh, of the uh, podcast Assault of the Two-Headed Space meals. The host, my friend Douglas, he was doing some drawings too, but he just got hung up damn busy mid-month, and he wasn't able to keep contributing. So he he fell way behind, and he might just put up a whole bunch at one point, but uh, he hasn't been able to. Uh, it was, it was really fun to do it. It was great to be able to challenge myself to do a drawing each day uh, again, just to, to do that. And then I finally started doing what my wife r- requested that I do when she got me the sketchbook last Christmas and she wrote in there draw every day. So I did <laughs> finally, but it took about 10 months <laughs> before I started actually doing it. Uh, so that so that, that was fun, so that's one cool thing, just the whole idea of Drawloween. I found a list that uh, was from 2015, but who cares? I just found it, you know, so we went by that. The second cool thing, which is related to Drawloween, was uh, one of the days I uh, had to draw a witch. Uh, that was the request, draw a witch. And so uh, I started look. I knew what I was gonna do. Um, you know, I find some reference online. Uh, And so I I knew what I wanted to do. I wanted to draw Margaret Hamilton as the Wicked Witch of the West from the 1939 classic Wizard of Oz. Because, I mean, she's the definitive witch. She's fantastic. So I wanted to do that. So I just do the Google search of images. I find something, and I just start drawing it. And I gave myself a kind of a, a loose guideline about these drawings they were going to be done in ballpoint pen because that's my preferred medium i love drawing in ballpoint pen uh bic ballpoint pen medium tip uh i just i like them i like how they flows i can control dark and light with them uh, with just the one thing if you work in pencils you can work in harder leads and softer leads and you know to vary the the darkness of it and I, although I probably don't have quite the same range as if I used a bunch of different lead weights, uh, then I, that I, you know, because that would give me a lot of range. I probably don't have quite that same range with a ballpoint pen, but I can, I can approximate it. I can get pretty close and it just, it just feels right. And I just like the way it draws. I just like, it. so I do it in ballpoint pen and I told myself, okay, you've got, um, you know, you got 10 to 15, maybe 20 minutes to draw each of these drawings. However, I did allow myself to take more time if I was really into the drawing and needed more time. So a few of them went, there was a couple that probably went 45 minutes to an hour. Uh, there was one that, uh, the, the witch that I drew, that one took maybe about 30 minutes. And part of the reason why it took 30 minutes was because there was so much just straight black areas. Uh, so uh, I did the Market Hamilton The witch, Uh, she took, like I said, about 45 minutes to an hour to do her. And it was just freehand to to get the look right. And I was pretty happy with the way she turned out. I really liked the hand that I drew. She's got her hand in a position. Uh, I really liked how that turned out. And it looks like her, if I may say so myself. It looks like her. And what was cool about it was when I showed it to my wife, I just opened it up and said, here's my witch. And she said... She said, and I quote, Whoa, Jim, that's awesome. <laughs> she doesn't call me Jim very often. Usually when she calls me Jim, she's mad at me. Uh, sometimes it's because she's trying to get my attention and my name will work quicker. But most of the time we call each other Honey or Honey Bunny. We just don't say our names most of the time. But she saw that, and when she said, Whoa, Jim, that's awesome. That, that, that felt kind of good. That was cool. And uh, I think it did get the most likes of any of the drawings that I did. It's it may be my favorite of the of the batch of the 31 drawings, but then the month drew to a close, and as it, the close was coming, I was thinking, God, I'd like to keep doing this daily drawing challenge. Uh, what can I do? You know, I'm, maybe there is a, a a drawing challenge, daily drawing challenge for every month of the year. Maybe there is. I I I didn't Google it. Uh, but something occurred to me and that leads to the number three cool thing for this week and that is uh, well this part of it isn't cool Uh, I have a Facebook friend uh, named Crystal and Crystal has cancer and that part's not cool and she actually went through some surgery this week and I I just know her through Facebook and I just and barely at that Uh, she lives in Minnesota with her husband and they're both members of the Minnesota Skeptics, which is probably how they found me on Facebook because I'm a member of the Minnesota Skeptics, and so you know, maybe that's how we became friends. Um, and I, I don't know if I've ever met her at the, any of the meetups, met either of them, I don't know. But uh, yeah, I noticed that she was liking a lot of my drawings that I was doing. I said, oh, that's cool. And then she would be posting about uh, her experience going through cancer. She was being, she's being public about what she's going through. And one of her posts... She just prior to her getting surgery, which happened earlier this week, uh, the post had said that, uh, in, in part, that she was feeling a little abandoned by some friends, that they seemed to be not there for her now that she's sick, and I, I can understand that. That's a very human reaction when somebody gets sick, they get you know they they pull away because it's they don't know how to be with that person, they don't know how to act. And I, it touched me. I felt kind of bad for her. So I just, I reached out to her husband through the Facebook, and I said, you know, I have an idea. I want to keep this drawing thing going, a daily da- drawing change. If you give me 30 items, because there's 30 days in November, I can declare Deve- uh, November Crystal-vember, and we'll do a daily drawing challenge. I'll see if i get some other people in on it. I think at this point there's about 10 people that are in it. I'm going to post to the show notes page the list of 30 items. Now we're a couple of days in already, so you know if you want to join in, you're on Facebook, do a drawing, post it to your Facebook page, put the hashtag, hashtag crystalvember, crystalvember, one word, put that in there and post it to your Facebook page and and let's you know do something nice for crystal she's dealing with something that's big and nasty and i thought i could try and do something nice and when the month is up i'm gonna send her all the original drawings so that's kind of cool too and anyway so i hope you've had at least three three cool things happen for you uh this week right at least
0: good night good night
1: frau blucher Well, well you know i managed to talk my way through another hour plus a couple minutes uh, of Dimland Radio, which is what you've been listening to on the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim Doctor niffin Simmons, and I'm reminding everybody out there to sleep with the lights off. And I'll see you next week. This has been a production of the Z Talk Radio Network.
0: And now a message to our competitors. Thanks, thanks for, for tuning us in. Bonjour, Monsieur Dim. You are too clever for us naughty people.